Morning. Good. Hear me? Uh, my name is John Marsh. I do security here at Flint City Church, and we're going to be at Luke chapter 2. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over the flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, and that will be for all, for all the people. For unto you, uh, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in the manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased." So there is this phrase, there is this uh, saying that I have said many times, you've said many times, we've heard many times, and the saying is a very simple one. When you hear this saying, you pause and you're like, oh, is this good? Oh, what's happening? And here's the saying. Someone will say to you, I've got good news. And I got bad news. And so when you hear that, you're like, I don't know which one's going to win. I don't know if this is more good or more bad. So whenever someone says that, you know they're kind of trying to measure your expectations. They're trying to make, like, lessen the blow of whatever's coming next. Rarely in this life does someone ever call or email or text and just say, bro, sis, I got some good news for you. Rarely do you get that level of joy coming through the phone. Today I want to talk about some truly good news. We're in Luke chapter 2, in verse 8, and this is what it says. In the same region where Christ was born, so Christ is born in Bethlehem. He's been born to Mary and Joseph. They're, the baby Jesus was born in a barn. After the birth, he's wrapped up and laid into a, a sheep trough, basically, and that's where this baby's laying. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. Now, I don't have a lot of experience with this stuff, but I did work on a, a farm with cattle uh, for a summer, and one thing that was true is, in the, and this is true in the ancient Near East, too, that during the, during the daytime, the sheep roamed and ate in the fields. And at night, you gather sheep together and put them in sheep pens. But even though they were in a little bit of a fence, it's the fence with the two little pieces of wood, you know? Even though they're in a fence, predators are still a problem. Yeah. If, you, if you own animals, if you own chickens, you know. If you don't watch over your animals, someone's going to find them and eat them. So the shepherds are up late watching over their flocks, making sure no wolves, no coyotes, or animals come and hurt the sheep. So it's late at night, shepherds are watching with their flocks by night, this is their job. Now shepherds in this land, the shep shepherds are not respected, they're not beloved. Shepherds are not, a, they're kind of given a bad rap in the ancient Near East um, because the Pharisees always preached bad about the shepherds because shepherds didn't keep the Sabbath. 
If you're a farmer, is there a day you don't work? Like, you got to go, no, if you're a farmer, the cows need to be milked. Every day, you go milk the cows. So shepherds would go out there, feed the sheep on the Sabbath. The Pharisees would be like, oh, look at those guys working on the Sabbath. They're a bunch of sinners. The shepherds were always called unclean. They're used often in sermons as bad people. These shepherds are out there watching their flock by night. It's nighttime, and this is what happens. It says, and an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. Now listen, these shepherds, they're religious, they're Jewish, they believe in God, and when they see an angel, they do what any of us would do if we saw an angel. They freak out. We believe in God. I, I love Jesus. I believe in Jesus. If an angel showed up, like in the bathroom, I'd be like, am I crazy? Am I sleeping? Did I eat something weird an hour ago? Like, you would doubt your sanity because seeing an angel is not a normal thing that happens to anybody. In the Bible, seeing an angel is a very big deal. These shepherds are just doing their thing. And listen, this is a world before flashlights. It's, it's that true darkness. It's the can't-see darkness. And all of a sudden, there is light. And there's this thing. And it's glowing. Can you see that thing? I can see that thing. And it says, do not be afraid, which is what angels always say. It's the first thing they say, don't be afraid. It's okay, I'm not here to kill you. It's all good. And the angel says this, do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. I bring you good news of great joy. Let's start very simply. Good news is not bad news. Good news is not sad news. Good news is not uh, fearful news. Good news is good news. When you get good news, it's supposed to bring great joy. Good news brings great joy. There's a, a last service, we had a young couple sitting here, and they announced on their Facebook this week that they're having a baby. They're a young couple, this is their first baby. When I saw the Facebook post, I was like, yeah, baby! Like, you're just happy for them. That's good news, and good news makes you happy. This last week, I got an email, so I did some work last year, and I never got paid for that work. And that happens sometimes, right? You do work for someone, maybe they don't pay you. So I didn't get paid for some work. And honestly, I honestly thought to myself that it was just a loss, not getting paid for that. And I just let it go. I forgot about it. I get an email. Mr. Alanese, we have not paid you for the work you did this year. I'm like, that is true. You have not paid me for the work I did this year. And they're like, well, we don't want the, the calendar year to end without paying our debts. So we want to pay you everything we owe you for Christmas. That's good news. That's good, like, that made me happy. Now, I don't know what you do when you get good news. People are different. Some people, like some people do the fist pump. Yeah. Some people exclaim something loud. Woohoo! When, when, when I get good news, like the goodest of news, newses, I don't know. When I get the goodest of newses, <laughs> I have this thing I reserve for only the best news. And the news was so good. And the joy is so big. I do a happy dance. 
I, I don't know if you got one. I got a happy dance. And sometimes it shows up. And I don't, sometimes it shows up, I don't even know it's happening. I'm like, my daughter's like, Dad, I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I'm just so happy. Good news is meant to bring great joy. This angel says, we, I got some news for you guys. I got good news, shepherds, and this good news is going to make you smile. This news I'm going to give you, it might make you do a happy dance. I'm bringing you good news of great joy. Good news is good news. So, what, so who is this good news for? Is this good news for the shepherds? Is this good news for Mary and Joseph? They had the baby. Is the good news for Bethlehem, where the baby was born? Maybe the good news is for Nazareth, where baby Jesus will grow up. Who is this good? Is the good news just for the Jewish people, the covenant folk of God? Who's this good news for? And the angel goes, listen, I have good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. All the people. This good news is for all the people. Now, I want to tell you something. When it says all, it means all. This is, a very, this is a very easy sermon so far, right? Good news is good news, and all means all. It's, it's very simple stuff. But listen, we, we love, as a church, closing doors on certain people and saying, this good news ain't for you. Let me tell you who this good news is for. Let's go ahead and be contentious. Let's be controversial. There's a, a war in the Holy Land right now between Israel and Hamas. And people in America, they've chosen their side. And when they choose a side, they demonize the other side. I talk to people who have a, a passionate belief, and they get so worked up so fast saying crazy stuff. Let me just tell you this. This good news is for Israelis, and this good news is for Hamas terrorists. Oh! This good news is for the Russians. This good news is for the Ukrainians. This good news is for immigrants illegally crossing the border. Whoa! This good news for the poor and the rich. This good news is good news for someone who's been married 50 years or divorced five times. This is good news for all the people. White, black, gay, straight, man, woman. This is good news for all the people. This good news is for every single person who walks on this planet. It's not just for the Jews. It's for the Mexicanos, African-Americans. If you got mixed blood, it's for you too. My kids, they're mixed. Woo for the Native Americans, for the Indians, for, every, for everybody. This, this, is, this good news is for all the people. We don't get to close the door and keep anybody out. This good news is for all the people. All. That little tiny baby being born in Bethlehem is good news of great joy for all the people. Your annoying neighbor whose dog poops in your yard, the good news is for them. <laughs> all the people. Here's a question. Next week, we know what it, it, the good news brings great joy. We know who's it for, but what is the good news? 
What is the good news? What news can be so good it make the whole world have great joy? I'll tell you what it isn't. The good news is not that there is a God. Because everyone knows there's a God. Everyone already knows that that's not new news. Everyone knows there's a God in heaven and he's righteous and holy. Everyone already knows that. Listen, in this world, everyone already knows that. Even the atheists know it deep down. Everyone knows there's a God. I watched this, um, there was this big atheist march in Washington, D.C. a few years ago. And I watched the whole thing because I'm, I'm I just want to see what, I want to I hear the best speeches they got. Like, give me your best shot. Let's go. So I'm just listening. Every single speaker, not, not one speaker, I'm talking all 15 speakers that day, all, some of them brilliant people. At some point in their talk, they stop, look to the sky, and yell at the guy they don't believe in. I'm like, who are you yelling at? You don't believe in God. Why are you so mad at him? You know what I'm saying? I don't yell at the tooth fairy. You know what I'm saying? I don't get mad at that thing because it ain't real. Everyone knows deep down there's a God. But most of all, they, they, they think he's there and they're afraid of him. It's why a lot of our friends are say, you ever heard a friend of yours say things like, I can't walk into a church. If I did, the walls would fall down. Because they think there's a God and he must not like me. Most people know there's a God and they're afraid of him. They think that God loves people, but he don't love me. The good news is not that there's a God. The good news is that God is going to get involved. The good news is that God is going to step into the mess of humanity, into our mess. God's going to step into the world we live in. And this is, this is what it is. This is the good news. This is what he says. What's the good news? He says, today, today, an hour ago, in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The good news is salvation through Christ the Lord. That's the good news. And what is this salvation? I'll tell you what it's not. You know what the Jews want? They want political salvation. They want salvation from Rome. G kill the Caesar and set us free. They want a political savior, a mighty king with a sword in his fist. It's not political salvation. A lot, listen, a lot of Christians today still want political salvation. They want some great leader to come and help us beat our newly defined enemies. It's not political salvation. It's not even economic salvation. Not being saved from our financial woes. We all want that too, don't we? You ever, listen, I have a thing I do. If you want to get mad at me, get mad at me. Whenever I see on the news that the mega millions is a billion dollars, so whenever, whenever the news says uh, the lotto today on Thursday is like $1.4 billion, I buy a ticket. I'm just like, I'm I mean, I, and we all have the thought, right? What if I won that $1.3 billion? We think to ourselves, if I won that money, I'd have no more problems. You ever think that? If I had that financial, listen, we all think that, but have you ever read the stories of the lottery winners? 
Their lives are a nightmare afterwards. That money, it, it, it hurts, it poisons their families, it poisons their friendships, it poisons them. Listen, Jesus is not promising us economic salvation. He's not even promising us physical salvation. We have people in our church. I had a guy come forward for service. And his 40-year-old cousin, 40 years old, young, young, got, got, got two little ones at home, 40 years old, stage four cancer. The doc said, there's nothing we can do. It's going to take you. It's just a question of how long. Now, as a believer in Christ, I don't know if you've ever had someone, you've ever been sick or someone you love is sick, you'll go to God and you'll beg, God, heal this person I love. Maybe you have pain in your body. And you're like, Lord, I don't even need full healing. Just give me a little bit of healing. Make the pain a little less. That's all I ask. And some preachers promise physical salvation if you come to Jesus. He don't promise that. His followers, like, like the 12 apostles, all get murdered by Rome. They, these are faithful. Like Jesus Christ himself crucified on a cross. Following God is not a free pass to the good life. Sometimes following Christ is a one-way ticket to a hard life. It's not political salvation, economic salvation. It's not physical salvation. What has, the word savior means savior, rescuer, deliverer. What are we being delivered from? What are we being rescued from? What are we being saved from? We're being saved from our own souls. We're being saved from sin, from sin. I was watching a political guy last, uh, this week. He has one of those late night talk shows. He's a political pundit guy. And in, in, a, in a weird moment during his show, he went off script. Those guys all have like, they have like um, teleprompters. They read the words. At one point, he just leaves. He just starts talking. I'm like, what's going to happen? Because he's, he's off script. And he says, he goes, he, I couldn't believe he said, he goes, you know what? He said, this is a very famous dude. He goes, people have always been evil. They've always been cruel. They've always killed one another and stolen from one another. The people have always been this way, and we're never going to change, and I don't know why. And I was like, whoa! I'm like, you're right, but I can't believe you're singing on TV. He, listen, in all of us, in every one of us, there's, there's this, I don't know why. I, I used to think that sin, okay, so... Someone's starving, so they steal to eat. That's a very, like, romanticized, noble way to sin. But for most people, sin is not, I need something, so I take it. For most of us, sin makes no rational sense. For many of us, we do things that don't help our lives, but hurt our lives. I do sin that takes everything and gives me nothing in return. We as people were self-destructive, we're self-harmful. Sin makes no sense. Why would I blow up my own stuff? We do. We blow up our relationships. We blow up our health. (sighs) 
What is Christ? Christ comes to save us from ourselves. He saves us. He saves us from death, from hell, from the wrath of the Father, and He saves us from our own broken, bent hearts. So let me tell you something. If you if you meet Jesus, you're not just getting a one way ticket to a one-way ticket to heaven. Christ does not come and say, when you die, you cool, I'll see you in 20 years. That's not what it's like. He saves you to himself. And when he saves you to himself, it begins to change. He takes his heart of stone and begins to make it into a heart of flesh that can actually respond to him. Oh, man. The good news is salvation through Christ our Lord. Christ can save sinners. Christ can save you. He can change us. I was in this uh, fight once. Uh, I got in a fight with some guys in college. And uh, I lost the fight because it was like one versus eight. And you lose that fight every time. Um, and so I'm on the ground. I've been pulled down. like It was like they were pulling down a buffalo in the Old West. They pulled me down. And this guy sitting on me, and like I got a guy has me in a headlock. One guy has my arm behind my back, and they got me. They got this guy sitting on my legs. I am just like they got the Kong, and he's on the ground. And a guy gets down low on the ground towards my face, and I'm, I'm I'm so mad. I'm on fire. He's like Ernesto, and he's this guy gets down real low next to me. He goes Ernesto, and I was like, oh, I'll do it. If I, if I had my hand, I'd punch you in your eye. Um, he's like. All you got to do is say you're sorry, and we'll let you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm a, like, one guy was on my back, and he had my arm, was pulling my arm up, like, behind. That hurts real bad when your arm gets pulled up. Like, there were tears falling out of my eyes involuntarily. Like, there was so much pain I was in. I wouldn't say uncle, because I am a stubborn mule of a man. You can knock me out. You can break my arm. I'm not tapping out. That's how stupid I am as a person. But thanks be to the Lord God of heaven. Like the Lord, he'll speak and go, Ernesto, you ain't right. And I want to fight him. I want to be like, leave me alone, Lord. But he has grabbed this heart and saved me and this heart responds to him. It's not this old, obstinate, arrogant, foolish, proud heart anymore. I don't know how that happened. How did this crazy, arrogant heart become soft and touchable? Jesus tore out the old one and put a new one in. He changes people. He saves us. He can save us from the curse of our family heritage and give us something new. He saves us. Listen. It ends this way. This will be a sign for you. Shepherds, you want to find this baby? Go look for the baby. You'll find the baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. It's the only baby in Bethlehem town in a horse trough. Go find it. They said, and suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts. It says an army, a choir of the heavenly hosts appear. So there's one angel. Now there's thousands in the sky. And they sing a song. And the song says, glory to God in the highest. They give God praise, which is the correct response to God's goodness. When God is good, 
the response is gratitude. Thank you for being good. It's why we sing. It's why we praise, why we speak well of God. He's done so much. I can't help but respond in joyful gratitude to him. Glory to God in the highest. And on the earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. Now this text has been mistranslated for a long time. A lot of songs, a lot of, the old King James says, good, um, goodwill toward men and on the earth peace. Okay? It sounds like it's the goodwill and peace is for everybody. That's not what it says. In the Greek, it literally says, and on the earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. The, there is peace being offered. But it's offered to those who receive the salvation. The, salvation, the peace he's offering is available to those with whom he is well pleased, with those who receive the salvation he's offering. What is peace? Peace. Peace is that thing inside of you that can't be touched by external circumstances. The world shakes, and you're still okay. There's this one scene in a movie called The Shawshank Redemption. Good movie. And in that movie, there's a part where um, Tim Robbins' character says, there's a part of me the guards can't touch. They can't beat it down. They can't make it go away. There's that part that remembers the blue sky, the green grass, the part that knows I'm a free man. And they're like, what are you talking about? He goes, I'm talking about hope. And Morgan Freeman says, hope's a dangerous thing in a place like this. Peace is a peace that passes all understanding. That even if the cancer comes, even if they fire me from the job, even if my beloved leaves, even if all those things happen, I know I'm not alone. The peace that passes understanding. Christ brings peace to those with whom he is well pleased. This is good news. Some preachers try to promise people a good life. We do not promise anyone here the good life. We're in Flint, Michigan. Our economy, it stinks here. Here in Jesse County, the average income for a family in our city limits is way less than national average. Here we fight out our lives in a lot of ways. We do. I'm not going to promise you health or wealth. But if you do come to Jesus... He will save you from your sins. He will save you from yourself. And he will give you his peace. And that peace is awesome. The question is very simply this. Have you received his good news? Now, this word good news, I've used the word good news. That's what the shepherds say. I bring you good news of great joy. But the Greek good news has, it means, the word in Greek good news, you know what it is? It's gospel. It's gospel. The gospel of Christ is the good news of Christ. Have you received his gospel? That Jesus Christ died that you may live. And receiving this gospel requires. A lot of us think I can do it my way. I can do my life on my terms and just add Jesus to my thing. That's not the way it works. If I'm going to come to Christ, 
I have to turn from my thing and turn to the Lord. That's the act of faith. Have you turned to Christ in faith? Have you been saved? That's the only question I have for you tonight. Have you been, today, have you been saved? If you have, you keep on following. I had a young man, young kid, 12 years old, come down to the front after last service. And he said, sometimes I want, I, 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 sometimes I lose my faith. I, I don't pray for a while. I don't read my Bible for a while. Do I need to be re-saved? Do I need to, did it, he said, did, was I really saved the first time? And I'm like, oh, bud, listen. I was saved when I turned to Christ the first time, but guess what? That turning to Jesus is something I do every single day. I was saved, and I am being saved. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's so easy to drift away, to wander away. Listen, turn to Jesus and keep on turning to Jesus. Every morning I remind myself, I belong to the Lord, I believe in the Lord, I love the Lord, I need you, Lord. Day by day, as the song says, hour by hour. Turn to Jesus, church. He truly brings peace. The good news brings great joy. The good news is for all the people. The good news is salvation through Christ our Lord, and the good news brings peace. I hope this Christmas season, the gospel of Christ, the good news of Christ is good news for you. And if it is good news for you, if you have this good news, I went to Luigi's last night on Davison, Luigi's Pizza. Now I'm usually, now Luigi's is flat crust. I'm usually more of a fatty crust kind of guy. But if you go to a flat, if you go to a flat crust, Luigi's is the bomb. It's good. I go, to, I go to Luigi's, I walk in, lady brings my pizza, she goes, and she says to me, what's the good news? I'm like, whoa, wait, what, huh? Do you know I'm a preacher? What are you asking me? She goes, well, you came in here and you're smiling the whole time. You're standing here smiling to yourself by yourself. What good news did you give before you walked in? And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself, I got no good news. I mean, I, 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 like, I don't, nothing happened to me right before this. At home, I got 900 people waiting for me. You know, all my, my, my wife's family's in from out of town. So I'm trying to get a pizza home to them. And so I'm like, nothing happened? She, what she's seeing, this just naturally standing there, joy-filled person, that's just someone who's living in great gratitude because God has been so good to him. The joy flows. I, 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 don't, I don't try to turn it on. It's just there. I'm just, and when you've experienced the goodness of God, the joy of your salvation it just flows. The light shines, man. The light shines. With that said, let us pray. Father in heaven, we're so grateful for your word that is true. God in heaven, for those that are in this room, let us turn to you in faith. day after. If we've never turned to you in faith, may today be the first step of a journey. Let us turn to you in faith. You, Jesus, are the good news of great joy. For all the people, for today in the city of David is born to us, born for us a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And we say with the angels, glory to God in the highest and on the earth peace among men and women with whom he is well pleased. Lord, let us believe. Let us turn to you in faith. 
that we may know the great joy, that we may know the peace that passes all understanding. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. In Christ's name, we ask all these things.